This is the Unofficial Vegas Podcast. I'm sad with my co-host, Freddie, the man, Frank Hazelton. That's me. How are you? How are you, buddy? Doing very, very well. Yes, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects for Vegas, the Bellagio. Yes, the Bellagio. What's the uh, adjective you always use to describe the Bellagio? Majestic. There's only, there's only one word that works. It's majestic. Majestic. Yeah. I heard another word the other day that I think it could also work for the Bellagio, which is regal. Regal. Yeah. It's regal. It's a regal hotel. Was that from The Hangover? No. Oh, okay. I was listening to um, the main event, actually, the World Series of Poker main event. Wow. I forget. From said the- something. I forget what context it was, but they said regal. I'm like, that's a nice word. It could be my new Bellagio word. I, I like majestic. Oh, yeah. It's there. Majestic is there, but yeah. regal is a backup. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think you should find another hotel that you can describe a as regal. regal. Yeah. Would it be the Cosmopolitan, potentially? I don't know. I've never stayed or there. Or the Venetian? True. Oh, the, yeah, the Venetian, eh? It's regal. It's regal. It has a regal feel, too. Yeah. The Venetian or the, um, the Wynn? The Wynn? Yeah, another Very one. regal. Very nice. But the Bellagio, I mean, ever since you first set foot in Vegas, the Bellagio was like your place. Oh, yeah. You just felt like, yeah, yeah I'm here. This is Vegas, baby. Yeah. It's everything. It's, it's in the middle. On the strip. Oh yeah. It's, it's a center point. Smack the, dab the in the middle. Fountains, the, just everything. It's, yeah. it's where it's, that's where you got to go. Like that night we played poker. It's just it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, you mentioned the world series, watching the world series. Where are you in the coverage on the world series? I know you like to watch every single hand, but. Still on day two, buddy. <laughs> day two. And it's as long, it's, you know, I, 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 yeah. I don't have, I have other shit to do than just watch <laughs> the main event and watch every single hand. You know, when some guy raises and everybody folds, they show that when you watch every hand on Parker Golf. Yes, but as we record this, the World Series is actually, the main event is actually over. I'm aware. And the winners, the winner has been decided. Yes. And you are, as of yet, not aware of who the winner is. I'm not aware of the winner. Or what happened at the final table or anything. I had to disable my notifications from my Poker Go app because every day would give me updates. I had to disable that. And then for some reason on my Facebook, when you scroll through, it gives you ads. Yeah. Poker Go was giving me ads, telling me what was that. I'm like, I had to disable that. Oh. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm living, I'm, I'm skating wow. on thin ice here. Well, you're, you're so far, you're living so far in the past that it's probably, you're probably over the hump now where you're going to stop getting reminders because nobody cares anymore. It's already cares. Yeah. a week and a half old or something. But, well, you're in for a real treat. It's going to be interesting to see. There's you watched it? You watched it at the end? You know I didn't watch every hand, but I, I, I didn't avoid spoilers. So if I saw something about the World Series, I would, uh, you know, the main event, I would call yeah. it up and watch it. Yeah. So I kind of watched like highlights from day three, highlights from day five, um, highlights for the final, like three or four tables. Okay. Um, and then the final table. Final so table. Did you watch the whole final table? I didn't watch the whole final table. I watched bits and pieces of it. And then I watched the final hand. See, the reason I, I don't skip to the final table right away because I could is because I like to watch each day and see all the players develop. And so that when I get to the final table, I am, I'm more aware of each player that's at the table, you know? Well, it's, and that's the great thing about playing live is that you actually get to see the person behind the chips and watch how they play and what they do and what their mannerisms are yeah, and how they play certain situations. And you can, 
try to use that information against them, of course, when you're, you know, when you're playing. And so that's the whole fun about watching it live, right? Is to see yeah. how this player is playing, what they're doing. Yeah. I could, I, you know, I, I've done that for every main event in the past, Yeah, I don't know, five, six years where I've washed every hand. I, I like to listen to all the analysis and listen to Lon and Chad and uh, Norman Chad and uh, Lon and I, <laughs> At some point, I don't know if it's going to happen. I like when Esfandiari shows up. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be there this year. Um, well, maybe, maybe well, he's, playing. he's playing. I mean, the last few, he hasn't been there late. So he's, he comes in and do the commentary. I really like the way he analyzes, he analyzes hands. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll see who's going to be there. Well, the other big news from the World Series, which you have heard, is that they've announced where it's going to next year. Yeah, I don't like that. Paris and Bally's for those that, that haven't heard. Yeah, so. Make any sense. No I, longer at the Rio. It's because the Rio was sold, right? It's no longer a Caesars property, I think. Correct. That's one of the reasons, yeah. So it's got to be why, but why why Paris and Bally's? Like ba it's an interesting choice. I don't know why, actually. I actually don't know why. I mean, they have, I mean, many of the Caesars properties have large convention spaces. So like, why don't do it at Caesars Palace? That, that would be, that would be the first place I would think of. I, I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't do it there. Um, Cause they can't all of a sudden take in 9,000 people. Well, they absolutely, well, neither can Paris and Bally's. I mean, Caesars Palace has more rooms than Paris and Bally's combined. Um, but I don't know. I just, I wonder if maybe they feel like the event space that's available at Paris and Bally's is better for some reason. If maybe they feel like players won't stay at Caesar's palace when they play in the main event. So they'll stay at other properties and they want to keep it all in house. I don't know, but yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, it's also interesting because it's the first time that the world series of poker has ever been on the strip. Cause it was yeah. at Binion's and then went to the Rio and that's, those are the only two places it's ever been. Well, you and, could argue that that Binion's is on the strip. I guess you could argue that. No, but. Binion's is downtown. It's really downtown. Yeah. Um, and Rio is, I mean, you could argue that Rio's kind of on the strip, but but not really. But we're talking like, I mean, Paris and Bally's, <laughs> that, we're talking the strip. Like, we're right in the yeah. end. I mean, you know, and you and I have stayed at Bally's, and it's, uh, yes, it's okay, it's been renovated, but it's still it's still Bally's. Oh, yeah. it's a third-tier hotel, I for don't, sure. I mean, not that Rio's a fancier by any stretch of imagination, but it's, I guess the, the point of doing it at the Rio is that it's seg it's segregated from everything else. It's sort of on its own. Yes. It's probably nothing else really is happening there. Well, it's a lot more equipped to handle a huge event. Yeah. They've got the massive convention space and the parking. Think about all the yeah. pros with their RVs that, yeah. where are they going to park at Paris? Yeah. No, there's nothing like, I mean, they'll have to park at the Rio still. And then drive. They probably over. would. They probably would park somewhere, somewhere off the strip and commute for their poker, which I think is really odd. I, yeah, to I have to get, get them to do. I mean, they have a little, I mean, they have a regular size parking lot in, in back of Paris where we parked, but behind that, there isn't a lot of space back there. And there certainly isn't the space for media trucks and, you know, rows upon rows of RVs for pros. So, no. so it's a bit of an odd choice. I'm glad that we got to see it at the Rio Me too. live. We saw the, you know, the final table, the, the feature tables. We got to see that set up all the rooms. We got to see it yeah. before it changed. So back to our subject of the podcast, which is, which is the Bellagio. Yes. I, I think if you were going to the, if you're going to play in the main event at the world series or play in any of the events, Bellagio and Aria and Padara across the street and Caesar's palace would be great options. If you're looking for an upscale hotel, 
like for the pros and the high rollers that want to play in the main event, I don't, I don't see them staying at Paris and Bally's. They're going to stay across the street. Are they not? Well, I mean, probably a lot of them live in Vegas to begin with. Well, that's true. But then for those that aren't all the Europeans and you know, from everywhere coming in. Yeah. I, I mean, it's cheaper to stay at Bally's, I guess. <laughs> I suppose. But I feel like if you're dumping down 10 grand to play in a yeah, tournament, you yeah. don't really care about, a yeah. three hundred dollar hotel, you know, maybe you do, but I don't know. And I wonder, are they? You get deals, you get comped because you're dropping ten grand in the main event. You get comped. That's a good question. I don't think so. I mean, unless you're, unless you have a pre existing relationship with the hotel, I don't Seizures, think you would automatically yeah. get comped because the, that money is going to the tournament to organizer the tournament, yeah. and the prize pool. So it's not like the hotel is getting your money. So I, I doubt they get comped. True. True. Only maybe, you know, people that are sponsored by or or have some other relationship with Caesars Properties or the hotel in particular would get would get comp. So, yeah, not that many. And obviously, like, you know, if they're hosting that event, they're giving up all those rooms to the poker player. So they yeah. you know, they need to make money for those rooms that they would normally have sold to somebody else. Well, and if they're if all those rooms are being booked for the main event, then there's nobody gambling in the hotels. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And maybe this is a reason why you don't go Caesar's Palace because Caesar's has its own business, you know, often sold out. They don't need the extra event True. to keep Caesar's busy. Whereas Paris and Bally's, as we know, yeah. could use an event like that to keep things really busy on that side of the strip. And it's going to help places like Planet Hollywood and up and down like those neighboring hotels on both sides are definitely going to get a lot more business as well. Yeah. Planet Hollywood is not a Caesar's property, though, I don't think. Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood is a Caesars property. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Planet Hollywood, Paris, Valleys. Um, and then you've got, uh, you've got the Cromwell. I forget which one that is. There's, there's a bunch in a row that are all, that are all Caesars. Okay. Um, and then obviously the MGM grand on that side is MGM. What else is there? And then you go the other side of the street and it's mostly MGM except for, except for um, Caesars palace. Right. But yeah, it's, I, I thought it was, an, I was quite shocked. I mean, I think we kind of talked about it on one of our episodes, like where is it going to go next? Yeah, we but did. I don't think we ever picked that it would be shared by two hotels no. on this trip. Well, and Paris and Bally's are essentially tied together. But. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, yeah, for those that don't know, I guess yeah, they're like physically connected. They share a parking garage. Yeah. Um, you can walk freely between the two of them. So yeah, they're, it's really like people think, well, it's two hotels. It's really the same hotel. It's connected. Very much connected. I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know how they picked it, but I guess that's where it'll be. I mean, Paris is nice. Paris is a very nice hotel. It's nice to hang around in there. It's cool to walk up and down. It's got good food. Thirteen dollar yeah. carrots. Dog has. One Amy Gibby is there. There's lots of good restaurants down yeah. there. Great place yeah. for brunch. So yeah, I mean, okay. It's like you said. It's, it's. I mean, it's across the street from the Bellagio. It's central on the Strip. It's a good yeah. spot. Yeah. Good location. Yeah. There'll be a lot, there'll be a big buzz around there. Oh, for sure. For sure. And also like the thing about poker, and I think the main event is probably like this too. There's a lot of downtime, like between games or between whatever, where you want to get away from it. There's lots of ways to distract yourself by just going out, walking yeah. the strip, going to different casino, play a cash yeah. game somewhere else. You can take a break from it. Whereas yeah. at the Rio, you, once you're there, you're basically locked into those rooms and you're playing and then that's it. Yeah. Because if you're playing day one, a, you have to wait for day one B, day one C. You have to wait until it's day two if yes. you made it. So you have a few days of down, like you have some downtime there. 
Yeah. So we would be over at the Bellagio playing the cash game, right. waiting for our day uh, three. Yeah. Oh, the Bellagio. Oh, can you imagine? Next time, next time, buddy, we're staying at the Bellagio. Yes. Telling you. We're making it happen. It's fifth on the unofficial guide list. So the unofficial guide obviously rates every hotel. Fifth. Hey, wow. Fifth. Yeah. What four hotels Pretty do you high. think are higher up the Bellagio? Um, in terms of room? So we're talking about. Or, ho- or ho- overall hotel. We're talking about the ranking in the unofficial guide. So it's overall score, which takes into account the rating. This is just of the room, not of the, not of the property. But the rating of the room, the overall star rating, like one to five stars, and then the actual numeric rating of the okay. room, and then cost as well. So the cheaper the hotel, the higher up on the list it is. In terms of quality. Quality, yeah. So if it's a quality hotel and it's cheaper, it'll be higher than... Yes, it gets higher rank. On the um, well, okay, so that's tough. Well, you can say the W, but it's, it's expensive. That's true. That's true. So just for reference, the Bellagio gets four and a half stars. It has its numeric rating is 95 out of a hundred, which is extremely high. Yeah. And the, the cost, which we, which we measure as the rack rate is we say three, 300 plus, which means it's somewhere between 300 and 325. Okay. Rack rate. Uh, the, 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 the Delano. The Delano is number one in an official guide. Yeah. Yeah. It gets five out of five and it's a rating of 96. And yeah, because it's not as expensive. It's not as expensive. Yeah. So it's the highest rated hotel in Vegas. It's kind of far down the south end of the strip. It's as far as you can get on the, on the strip. Yeah. On the south end. I mean, the Four Seasons is right there too. But yeah, there's nothing south. There's nothing south of the Delano that's also on the strip. Um, other than that, um, Venetian, the Venetian, the Venetian gets a ninety-four, lower than the Bellagio. Lower, yeah, it's down the list a little bit. Maybe because of price, uh, the win. The win is ahead of the Bellagio. Yeah, yeah, the win and the Encore, and the Encore. are both ninety-six. Yeah, so those yeah. those are the only three that get ninety-six. Delano, the, the win, so and I'm the missing, Encore. So I'm missing one. You're missing one. Yeah. Um, it, maybe the Aria. Aria, bingo! You nailed it. Yeah, it gets a ninety-five as well, and has a four and a half star rating. The Vidara is probably close to the Bellagio too, though. The Vidara also has a ninety-five rating. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah because it's, it's cheaper. It's cheaper than the Aria, and it's probably as nice of a room. It's yes, it is. It is. That's exactly right. Yeah, it has very similar. Very very close. They're very, very close. If you had to pay, you're going to Vegas and it came down to the Ari or the Vidara. And to me, you, it'd be, it, it would come down to price because yeah, I'm, it's not, let, let's say that the Ari is, is 250 and I, and Vidara is 200. To me, it's a no brainer. You pay yeah. 200. There's not, <laughs> there's not enough difference there to, to pay an extra 50 bucks to say at the area it's you could, you know, you could take a pitching wedge and chip from the area <laughs> to the Vidara has how close it is. That'd be fun to try. Right. From the, from the rooftops. Yeah. It's, it's, it's for research. <laughs> Don't worry, sir. This is just for research. I'm with the unofficial guide. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll take I a wedge this. and maybe a nine iron. I never miss crash. It'd be windy as shit up there too. Yeah. Eh? Imagine. Oh yeah. On the, on the rooftop of the, of the area. On a crisp fall day. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much, it's almost attached, isn't it? I mean, 
Yeah, there's not a, there's no daylight between them. I mean, there's structures no. that connect to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the Vidara has to be. I'm surprised that it's not higher than the Aria just because of the cost, the difference in cost. Because it, it is a little bit like uh, maybe not drastically cheaper, but it's got to be not not much. But it's a little bit little bit cheaper. Yeah, there are other factors as well. Um, like the Vidara does well because of size of the room. That's one of the factors in our rating is we actually measure the square footage, and just on a pure square footage level, it tends to get higher ratings because it's bigger, obviously. That's another reason why the Delano gets scores so high because those are all suites. And so like the Delano, you're talking all suites, rack rate in the $200 range in a premium hotel, like really, really nice. So that's why it always is going to score higher. Um, when it brings it back to the Bellagio, and yeah. if it's just because it's different, if you're, if the Bellagio was 250 and the Vidara was 200, uh-huh. then you pay the 250 <laughs> to stay the Bellagio. That's right. Because it's just, it has a, the, um, uh, the prestige, you know, the, got that little something that you can say you stay in the Bellagio. There is one there might be memorable. You said you yeah. stayed there. One of one of the unofficial guides on my guides on my shelf behind me is the unofficial guide to golf resorts in the yeah. U.S. Yeah, and in in the book he has this additional rating for each golf resort that he calls intangibles, and it's kind of like what you just described. It's like you can't really like you can't really quantify it or describe it, but yeah. there's something special a about bonus point. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like playing at Bay Hill in Orlando, like. You, know, you can rate the quality of the greens and the clubhouse and the food and the range and all that stuff, but it's where the King plays. Like the fact that that's Arnold Palmer's club gives it a certain intangible quality that yeah. is better than an equivalent course if it wasn't attached to Arnold Palmer. Right. That's right. And that's exactly, I think what the Bellagio has. Like if you just took that hotel in a vacuum, you would think very, very nice resort hotel, but put it where it is with the fountain out front with all of the movie scenes that we've all seen a million times of that, you know, that shot of the fountain, people walking in front of the Bellagio, Um, you know, the poker room, the glitz inside, the history, the theme, all of that stuff. It has a lot of that going for it. It's like if you were to go in in the UK and somebody said, okay, you can pick any golf course you want to play. Well, there's a lot of nicer ones in St. Andrews. Yeah. But, it's St. Andrews. It, it, that's another great point. Everybody wants to play St. Andrews and all the locals are like, ah, it's a, you could go to a car. You it's can go to, you know, yeah. but it's St. Andrews. That's right. You, you know, and you, nobody's going to remember you saying, Oh, I played wherever, but you say, man, I, I played St. Andrews. Yeah. Whoa, what you play? You played St. Andrews. That's right. Yeah, it's that has that intangible quality. And the Bellagio was just like that too. Yeah. Uh, Pebble beach is another example. You could play. There's tons of courses that are nicer than Pebble Beach. Everybody says Cypress. Um, yeah. Oh, what's it, Cypress Hill or Cypress Point? What's it called? That other course that's Spyglass is another one that's Spyglass, right there. Spyglass, yeah. Um, that people say it's better course, more picturesque, but it's not Pebble Beach. It's not Pebble Beach. Yeah. You got to, you know, take the picture of the tree and, you know, like it, it's Pebble Beach. It's, In the same way that the Delano is not Bellagio. No. That's right. It doesn't have that intangible no. quality, that ma- majesty to it. That uh, and I'll bet you, if you you told people you stayed at the Delano, they'll be saying, "The so? what? 
the what the what what's the Delano? You know? Yeah. Is it like circus circus? You know? What's wrong? You couldn't Nobody afford knows. the real hotel? What's what's going on? <laughs> like I before we started talking about Vegas all the time, I didn't know what the Delano was because again, it's super out end of the line. Yeah, end of the line on the strip. It's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a marketable. You know, it, it's not the right word. It's not one of your mainstream hotels. Like people think when you go to Vegas, they, they think hard rock, they think Bellagio, they think Aria now, they Caesar's think Palace, you know, MGM, Caesar's yeah. Palace, MGM. Those are your go-tos when you think I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to stay at a hotel. Yeah. What do you pick? Those are the first, one, the first ones that come to your mind. Not Delano. No, that's true. Now, to be fair, it is Mandalay Bay. Like it's it's the suite hotel attached to Mandalay sure, Bay. Sure, yeah, Mandalay so, Bay. Yeah. So if you're thinking of that's that's Mandalay Bay, then yeah. But um, but even then, Mandalay Bay, it's kind of that second tier in terms of marketability and recognizability. It's that second tier down from Caesars and Bellagio and Venetian and all those other big ones. You know, so yeah, um. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What is it about the Bellagio theme that you like so much? Like, is there anything about the, like the colors and the decor and the feeling when you walk in there that really strikes no. you as? No, because I actually okay. looked at, at pictures of the rooms and yeah. it's, it's not modern. No. It's, you know, it's like when you think of, you look at pictures of the Vidar or the Aria, you got a really nice, modern, sleek looking very, room. Very contemporary. Very, yeah. you know technology in there, everything. Bellagio is, it almost looks dated when you look at the pictures. It's yeah, it's true. It's, it, it's has, um, I forget the term we use in the book, but it's, it's basically a certain Italian region, like theme that it's going for. It's old, like it's old Italian. Yeah. theming. Yeah. It's got a sort of, it's got a warm sort of luxurious feel, but almost like it's still 1978. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's when you look at pictures. That's what it sort of reminds me of. I'm like, it looks really dated, but it, it's the Bellagio. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just imagine if we booked a trip, Bellagio, three nights, do our usual thing, flying in the morning, three nights with a red eye home, just up and down poker room every day. Just play a bit of poker. We get bored of it. We go over to the Aria, play there. Oh, I'll be so nice. Play yeah, play all the time with the Bellagio. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be great. And great sports book there. Good, great restaurants, obviously. Yeah. Good. Uh, you know, they've got the Cirque show. They've got O there. We actually, <laughs> when we went for Chantel's 35th birthday, which was <clears throat> 10 years ago. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Cause she's not listening. Is she? I don't she think. Knows. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll, edit, we'll edit that we'll out. Edit that out. Uh, one of the things we wanted to do was to do a nightclub. Cause we'd never really done a Vegas nightclub. And, so I called uh, Hanya Woodman, who's like the, the contributor for the unofficial guide on nightlife and said, okay, this is what we got. We got a group of, you know, between six and eight of us, this age, this is our breakdown of who we are. And we want to do a nightclub. She's like, you got to go to the bank. I'm like, okay, sounds expensive. Um, but the bank, it was, is the nightclub. It still is a nightclub actually in the Bellagio. And it was, I mean, it was, I won't go into the details, but it was awesome. And it was just a great night, super cool place. And again, there it is. Like, the nut, like when, when I gave her, like, we got one shot at this, yeah. where do we go? She's like, you go to the bank. And I, she even said, pick the night. She's like, you go to the bank on Sunday night. Like, okay. So that's what we did. And we had a fantastic time. But again, just to be able to like stroll into the Bellagio, you know, all dressed up, 
with your reservation, your bottle service reservation, ready to go uh, hop in line at the Bellagio, you know, at the bank and the Bellagio lobby and off you go for a night of fun. Super cool. Yeah. I, I don't know what, how, why it appeals to me so much. It's because like we said, it's not anything crazy for a room or, you know, there's, there isn't a theme that's, no. that's captivating any more than any other hotel. And it's not even, it doesn't even really have the poker prestige. No. Like it's connection to poker. I mean, it has a great poker room, yep. but it's not like it's hosted big events. I mean, it has great cash games and there is that, I mean, there is that. Bobby's that, room uh, there. Yeah, that, yep. that's right. That big room in the back there. Um, but like kind of the Aria is kind of known as the poker place. You know, I mean, the, the Venetian has a large, has the Venetian, biggest poker room in Vegas. Um, there's lots of other places that have more poker presence, but it's a, it's a pleasure. I, how much do you think of the the Bellagio's majesty comes from the fountain? Just the fact that that that's like the way that it yeah. faces the strip with that fountain. Like it's so iconic from outside. It's got that look. It looks, it looks really cool. The fountains are going and the, the way, the shape of the hotel. There's it, something that's it's, something about it. It's very inviting. Yeah. It, it's, it's like saying like, check out what, you know, check out what I got, come in and take a look. Like you want to go in there and see what's inside yeah. after you see what's going on outside, yeah. you know, come on in, come on in, come on in big guy. Come and see. <laughs> now it sounds like a commercial for, you know, cheers or something. Everybody knows your name. It's like an American pie there when he, his, his dad pulls up the magazine and he <laughs> says, he talks that shaved is the one that he says, look at the look on her face. It's almost as if she's saying, Hey, big guy. Hey, big boy. Come on, come on over. And Jim is just mortified. Like, <laughs> how do I end this conversation? Gene Levy, man. Gene Levy. Here's a good poker story. So my dad went to McMaster University in the late 60s during that whole era of, not the Rat Pack, but like the that whole group of- SCTV? The whole SCTV gang. Yeah. CTV gang. Martin Short, Eugene Levy, Don Ivan Candy. Reitman. John, uh, John Candy wasn't there, but oh, yeah, he was um, there. No, he didn't go to McMaster. He wasn't. One no, no, but I mean McMaster. the SCTV. Oh, SCTV. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But there was a group of like five of them that met at McMaster. Okay. And my dad was there at the Rick same Moranis time. And... Rick Moranis was another one. Yeah. It was Rick Moranis, Harold Ramis. Oh yeah. Uh, Martin Short, Eugene Levy and Ivan Reitman were right. all there at the same time. And my dad remembers watching like, um, because they were all in the film club as well. And Ivan Reitman's like little pet projects that he would do for his film club would be shown in like the theaters and in the common space at McMaster. Really? Yeah. And my dad remembers one night being at a friend's house house uh, when like a poker game broke out and Eugene Levy was at the table. Really? Yeah. He played poker with Eugene Levy back in the day. That's so cool. Yeah. And then of course they go on to make Animal House. Uh, Ivan Reitman did, the director. Yeah. Which is based on a particular res at McMaster. Really? Back from that day, yeah. True story. Amazing. Oh, I forgot to tell you my big anecdote of the day. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, I'm, I'm totally changing subjects here, but I meant to tell you this story. I should have led in with this. And this is completely unrelated to Vegas. So I'm at the gym the other day. And uh, you, you, you of all people would love this story. Sorry, the what? The, the gymnasium. The what, gym. What is that? It's where fit people go to exercise. <laughs> Are you putting yourself into that category? I'm trying to. Yes. I'm trying to put yes. myself in that category. Kudos to you for that. So I'm at the gym, but 
I mean, speaking of going to the gym and not going to the gym, my history with the gym is a, a history of breakups. I go, it's a love hate. It's a love hate, right? And it's so what I have in my gym bag are all of the combination locks over the years that I have bought <laughs> and then <laughs> forgot the forgotten combination. the combination to because it had been so damn long since I've gone. So I said, enough of that. I'm going to buy one where I don't need to remember the combination. So I bought one that had a fingerprint scanner on it. Really? Smart, right? Makes Fancy. sense. So you plug it in, you charge it up, it's USB. You put your finger on it, off you go. So I'm at the gym with my new lock, do my workout, hit the showers, put my stuff back on the locker, come back from the shower, the lock won't open. Put my finger on it, lock won't open. What's going on? My finger's like, um, maybe it's because my finger's wet from the shower, so I'm like trying to dry it okay. off. Put my finger on the scanner, mm, no luck. Tried five times, tried 10 times, tried 15 times. So now I'm thinking, what do you do? I'm standing there with my towel, <laughs> buck, like just buck naked with a towel <laughs> and my finger. And I've got no phone. I can't call Chantel or anybody to come help me. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll try, you know, 10 more times. I try, I try nothing. I can't get into my locker. So I, I thought, well, here I go. I'm going to have to walk into the lobby of the gym and ask the guy to get like bolt cutters or something. No way. So I peek my head out and there's a group of like 15 women waiting for their <laughs> yoga class right in the lobby. So I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, I can't do this. So I go back into the gym three or four more times. Finally, my fingerprint works and I, the lock opens and off I go. Wow. But I thought if, if I had to call anybody, it would have been you because you just would have laughed your ass off. It's like when Kramer sells his suit to, to Banya and he's stuck in the... <laughs> Change room with no clothes. And he has exactly. to call Jerry to come in and bring him some clothes. That, that would have been you. That was me. Okay, open my locker. I'm stuck. <laughs> Did you have clothes? I sold them to Banya. The clothes that you were wearing? <laughs> well, I didn't think I had. <laughs> you are loving the Seinfeld uh, on Netflix. Oh, I can't get enough of it. All time greatest comedy ever? Obviously. Oh, not even a question. Well, we, we could do a whole podcast on Seinfeld episodes. Yes. That'd be a heck of a good podcast, actually. Go episode by episode and just have a chit-chat about, about the best lines in the show. I heard an interesting fact the other day, and I know this is not related to Vegas, but there is only one episode that George doesn't appear in. Ooh, good trivia question. Yeah. Older seasons or newer season? Um, it's, a, it's a later season. Only one episode that George doesn't appear in. Yeah. It's when, um, when Jerry goes down to uh, give the Cadillac to his dad. Oh, yeah. Where it's all in Florida. And uh, Jack Bompas next door, he gives him the pen that writes upside down. Space pen. Yeah, the astronaut pen. Not the one. George isn't in it. Nope. Wow. Where was he? Filming, a mo filming Pretty Woman or something? Something. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Best comedy ever. Oh, yeah. Great show. Great show. I should, that, that's, that's something I'd like to do is see Seinfeld in Vegas. There you go. Caesars. Yeah. He plays Caesars at least once a year. I think more than that, two or three times a year. I think he has a, you know, he flies in and does like a couple weekends or a couple weeks or something. That, that would be something to say. That you, I'll be, you, you know, it'd be a solid show. He's always good. I mean, there's no one that works harder at comedy than Jerry Seinfeld. I love all the stuff that he's doing on Netflix, like talking, like really getting into the nitty gritty about comedy and his show yeah. and, yeah. Why it works. And I love the Obama episode when he takes him. Uh, yes. And they're driving around inside because they can't leave the, 
the the White House campus. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and he goes to the security guard. Can you open the door? No, no, I'm sorry, sir, you can't. But I'm the president. No, no. <laughs> All right, so they have to back up and go around. And he knows his first name too. It's like, uh, hey, Daryl, Daryl, uh, I just want to go out for a coffee. Uh, no, sir, you're not doing that. Oh, come on, Daryl. Come on, Daryl. <laughs> Another good uh, episode of um, comedians in cars with a with a Vegas twist is when he does George Wallace. Oh yeah, when he talks with George Wallace because they yeah. actually get in the Riviera and drive up and down the strip in his this old old car. Okay. And they talk about their old days driving to Vegas to do the comedy clubs. Yes. It's an awesome. Uh, Vegas episode and they go to the pepper mill, which is like the famous flashy diner, the all night diner up at the North end of the strip there, which is still there. And you can go, although I hear that since COVID, the hours have really been cut back. Okay. They're not open 24 hours just because they don't have the staff. They don't. Yeah. But nobody does, but that'll, that'll come back. It'll come back one day. Seinfeld, buddy. I got to see Seinfeld. That's my bucket list right there. Seinfeld in Vegas. Yep. Say the Blasio. See, uh, love. Go see love. Okay. Those are my three. There's a trip right there. That's it. That's a trip. Throw in maybe uh, throw in uh, Gordon Ramsay steak. Yeah. And uh, win the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Eight point. What was the total prize this year? 8.2 or something. It was up there. It was over eight. The total prize money? No, the winner's the share. The first place. Yeah. Winner's share. Eight. I think it was 8.2. That's million dollars. Wow. That's wow. the main event paid for for many years. Well, you're going to have to let me know when you get down to the final table and we'll watch it together. Oh, yeah. Yes. In like six months when you finally six get there. Six months when I get there. <laughs> I have stuff to do, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You're a busy guy. Busy guy. Lots of lots of irons in the fire. Just finished publishing my golf course on the... Oh, nice. On the, the PGA 2K21. Nice. That took you... That was a long project. No, I that was my my second course I created. This wasn't Hawksburg. You already did Hawksburg. So I already did my home course. Okay. Then this is another one I was doing. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. What's the second course you were doing? It's based off of a Jack Nicholas course. Oh, Predator. Yeah, Nicholas North. Nicholas North. But it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just used the actual layout of the holes, but then everything else is mine. Like, okay. You, had to, you have to do everything. Nice. Planting, sculpting, raising, like just everything. Did you see that Nicholas was in our town recently? Came, yeah, in Ottawa. He came to the, he did a speech at the sports dinner. For what? For the sports dinner. What sports dinner? Ottawa sports dinner, like had like a special event or something. Oh. I think it was for like Hall of Fame inductees or something. Oh, okay. Ottawa, maybe. Okay. Um, and he was like the keynote speaker. They flew him into Ottawa and yeah, it was back in like early November. Interesting. Didn't yeah. know that. Didn't hear about I didn't, that. No, it wasn't well advertised. It was just kind of, they flew him in and maybe it was even a surprise. I don't know. Oh, I missed the bear. I wonder if he was wearing his pants from 86. No, but he was wearing a poppy. Well, so it was around it. November 11th. So yeah, it must've been. Yep. Anyway, or, or so maybe he wears a poppy. all the time. <laughs> that, that could be, that's another possible explanation for why he was wearing a poppy <laughs> because he always wears one. Okay. All that being said, stay at the Bellagio. Stay at the Bellagio. I, I don't think you can go wrong. It's one of those places where, I mean, we don't get a lot of feedback from hotels and the unofficial guide. Not like, you know, we get from Disney where people write us all the time. Right. But I mean, I can't think of any feedback that we've gotten negatively about, about the Bellagio? Bellagio. I mean, I mean, any individual person can have a bad experience in a particular room, you know, light switch doesn't work or something, but overall in terms of the quality and the service you're going to get there and 
I mean, we didn't even talk about the restaurants, but there's, I mean, all in front of those, in front of the, the flip side of the fountains yeah, on the strip. There. It's all restaurants with outdoor dining that yeah. have fantastic views. There's, oh yeah. And there's even like, there's, you can even find some good deals there, like certain lunch, lunch specials and stuff. Like we did lunch for the um, Hell's Kitchen. A lot of those restaurants at, yeah, Caesars. at Bellagio have similar, similar, you know, decent deals, like a really fancy restaurant that's reasonably priced for lunch. But yeah, there's all, there's just endless. And, and I mean, I just love walking around the Bellagio. It's just, I think the casino is beautiful. I think our next trip. Yeah. I'm listening. We're going, we're going to go, go to the Bellagio. Gotcha. And when we leave and we don't leave until it's time to go back to the airport, you just stay in there the whole time. Oh, wow. Never leave the Bellagio. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I'm sure we could make it for three days in there. No problem. Yeah. Okay. But you can't, you can't see love and you can't see Jerry. Yeah, but next trip. Next trip. Oh, okay. We'll book a next trip. I like it. Yeah. You don't need to cross off your bucket list all at once. That, that, that's a great question. If you had to book a trip and you can say Bellagio, but if you had to book a trip where you spent the entire trip at the one resort, what would it be? Would it be Bellagio? Circus, circus. Okay. El Cortez. <laughs> God. El Cortez. El Cortez. We or were talking. The, uh, the Golden Spike. The Golden Spike. What's the, the one in the, in the uh, official guide that has a one star? Well, right now, the gold spike is no longer rated in the unofficial guide. He's, br- he's bringing this up, people, because we were talking earlier about um, Chantal and I doing hotel reviews. But uh, right now, the last in the list is the Fiesta Rancho. Yes. Which gets a 62. Ouch. It gets two and a half stars. And it's, its rack rate is under $100. So decent value. Wow. I think you get 60 automatically if they have sheets on the bed. In the hotel. Yeah, 62 is pretty low. I, I've stayed in some <laughs> oh. I've stayed in some 60, I've stayed in some 55 hotels and there it's it's really really low. So you know, you know that that's but these are rack rates. These aren't really the rates you're going to pay. These are right. full price rates. Yeah. But but yeah, I think you could fly into the you could fly into Vegas, check into the Bellagio, eat like a king, yeah. play poker all you want. Fly home two and a half days later and have a great trip. I mean, Caesar's Palace is probably the number one hotel that you could stay at without leaving and see a whole bunch of shows, shop, whatever. Everything's in there. Yeah. It's a city, right? Yeah. Same could be said for MGM, I guess. MGM Grand for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Same. Yeah. Anyway, for those of you out there that are listening, give us uh, any feedback that you have. Check us out on social media. We'd love to hear about your stories visiting the Bellagio. It's certainly Seb's favorite hotel, and it's it's on my list of places that I'd love to stay stay in. I've seen the rooms, never actually stayed there. Um, been with people who have, though. And, um, yeah, love this idea of going back, checking out the Bellagio. Yes. Feel free to write to us. You can do that by writing to questions at unofficialvegaspodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Feel free to use the hashtag UVP. Look forward to hearing from you there. And if not, that's fine too. We will see you on the next podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.